0: All right, you ready? Always ready.
1: Okay. Am I doing the intro? Oh, he's on.
0: Yes.
2: Yes, you are. <laughs>
1: All right.
2: One, two, three.
1: I don't know why you're counting me down. Hi. This is your favorite podcast. It is This Is Gonna Get Stupid, and that's not even what it's called. It's Going to Get Stupid. I'm Holly.
2: And I'm Jose. (laughs) I tried to hold it in so bad. I don't know how we messed this up so bad. It's great. It's great. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I never want to intro this podcast again. This is too good. This is comedy gold. What
1: What we need is a script. We need to, like, set it down and read from it.
2: Guys, come on. Okay. You don't don't need a script. I don't think it would help. It is the easiest. It's very simple (laughs) to do. You just... Hi, welcome to Get to Going to Get Stupid. You've up right there. You in. just messed up. You see you can not even just, do I it. I stumbled my words. That's all.
1: <laughs> That's all I did too, stumbled my words.
2: No, your train went off the tracks, Holly. I'm sorry.
1: How dare you, sir? How dare you?
2: um welcome to another episode of it's going to get stupid or this is gonna get stupid or whatever you want to <laughs> call the gets, podcast it's
0: gonna get stupid <laughs>
2: it's, it's, gets, it's
1: all stupid that's stupid getting all stupid i know is it's all
2: stupid stupid yep. is a stupid does whatever you want to call it <laughs> it's whatever you want to call it yep. um but if you put the email in wrong it won't get to us you could reach us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com
0: you can tweet us at igtgs show
2: You can go to Facebook slash It's Going to Get Stupid and post something. Isn't it Facebook.com
0: slash It's Going to Get Stupid? Sure. It could be whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Oh, it actually can't because you need the .com in there. That's that's a top-level domain. I'm
2: I'm just assuming that our viewers, I mean our listeners, are highly intelligent people that understand my mumbo-jumbo jargon.
0: You can find us on Instagram at It's Going to Get Stupid.
2: You could go to YouTube.com. There you go. Uh, In search it's going to get stupid podcast and listen to our previous episodes and when this one goes on there you can listen to that one too
0: yep so i'm trying to post i'm actually posting the the recordings on youtube uh for the last couple of episodes and uh, plan to keep that up or you can leave us a voicemail at 281-698-7043
2: awesome so um before we begin this uh show uh, i did i mean we've already banned but before we continue uh, i do want to say um, someone passed away recently, Sir Sean Connery. Yes. He was like 90 years old, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. he had an amazing career. And um, I think the last movie he made was uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he quit acting because of that movie. I probably would too, because that movie was pretty bad.
0: I've
1: never it, seen it. It was really bad. I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, it was bad. And he, he was he like just... the
1: only good thing about the movie, just because I love him so much, but the movie as a whole was bad. Yeah.
2: I mean I would watch it again cuz it wasn't it wasn't like a terrible film. It, was it just pretty you could bad. tell it was like uh you know he also turned down Gandalf and to be the architect in Matrix.
1: Ooh, he would so. have been an awesome Gandalf.
2: Or an architect. Uh, maybe he would have been a good architect. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Gandalf. I can't see anybody but uh, Well no
1: because Ian McKellen like Sorry, he Ian. was amazing but I'm just saying yeah. like Sean Con- if he if we didn't know about Ian McKellen being Gandalf and it was just Sean Connery yeah i love him so much
2: possibly but anyway yeah so he he passed away and i think that's a you know we're gonna start getting into more of these from my childhood of you know awesome actors that i grew up watching pass away yep because there's because you see all these other old actors like when i was younger all these actors pass i'm like i've never seen a movie with this person i don't even care now i'm starting to now i'm starting to care
0: (laughs) wow that's a little callous is it i mean all life is important isn't it jose
2: yeah, but I don't care that they were an actor. I don't care that they died, but, you know, whatever. It's not like I read the obituaries and be like, "Oh, man, like I'm going to be sad for you the rest don't? of the day now." No. <laughs> Is that what you do? I do you even read a newspaper or obituaries Is it even in the newspaper? Or, do they put obituaries online now? They do. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy, yeah. man. Yeah,
0: anyway, like, like we're in Houston and like the Chronicle has like a section for obituaries online.
2: Oh, man, I didn't even think about that cuz I don't yeah. read the newspaper anymore cuz it's
0: because it's 2020 <laughs> oh no did we <laughs> the newspaper people came after jose Oh. <laughs> uh, okay i'm gonna... let's call him back do, do, do. there he is okay the newspaper <laughs> yeah, he's, the, the newspaper yeah. people came after you
2: they used to chronicle her and be like shut him down <laughs> shut him off
0: well i was also commenting they... that we don't read the newspaper anymore because it's 2020
2: Yes, that's also. Why would you read any news? It's twenty twenty. It's always bad news. Uh, (laughs) I
1: found a newspaper in the flower bed. I don't know how long it's been there.
2: Probably Mm. a long time.
0: (laughs) At one point, we did have a newspaper subscription. No, we didn't. Yes, we we? did at this house. Why? I don't remember why.
2: (laughs) Like, she says why? Like, I didn't even know about
0: this. And I wasn't even working at the Chronicle at that point.
2: Did you get a free newspaper subscription when you worked for the newspaper?
0: No
1: no that's
2: lame right no what's the point of working for a newspaper you are not gonna get free news they ask you it's basically
0: your way of investing into the organization
2: oh gosh yeah okay i see did you ever run into (laughs) did you ever run into the um the press room and say stop the presses
0: (laughs) no you know sadly i never went into the press room like we we i used to work at the old chronicle building in downtown houston and we took a picture in the empty press room um that was really cool and creepy. Um, it was creepy, but I never got to see the the new modernized press. Oh roll.
2: man, I would have ran in there every day.
0: And
1: How just, did we get from Sean Connery to this? Like, what happened?
2: Talking about obituaries, obituaries, <laughs> really? Yes.
1: And you talk about me going off the rails.
2: Well, I mean, it was an intro. This is this is what's <laughs> supposed to be it's supposed to get stupid eventually. Yeah. Um. Well, I, we didn't really even talk about. I feel bad so we really didn't even talk about Sean Connery. I just started talking about obituaries. Yeah. We did. Well, we did. Did we talk? Did we talk? Okay.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, we, we just oh. went from Sean Connery to obituaries. He'll
2: what's, your missed.
1: Favorite,
2: what's your favorite Sean Connery film? Um,
0: it's you hard say to say. Rock, I swear. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to say, the like, uh, the most memorable one I have, and it's probably not the best example of him, but I love this movie at, in general is playing by heart. Oh,
1: I love that movie.
0: Uh, it's a really good movie. Has a really good ensemble cast with Angelina um, Jolie, and it's just a really well written. Oh, film. Oh, it does. Yeah, uh, it's a really well well written film. Um, he doesn't play the best like moral character in that no. movie um, because he's dying, and you know, it's his him and his wife are dealing with the fact that he had an affair and, and a bunch of other things. But it, it's just it's really well acted. Um, I love that. I love that movie as a whole.
1: Well, it's got Julian Anderson, Anthony Edwards, Angelina Jolie, Dennis Quaid, Patricia Clarkson, Gina Rollins. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got a lot of it's got a pretty big cast. John Stewart. I mean, it's got a big cast, but it was it was really it was a really good movie. But then,
0: probably my favorite appearance of Sean Connery is at the end of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, he shows up. King King Richard Lionheart. Yeah, to marry them. That's, like, that's pretty awesome because like, you're
1: watching the movie and you're like eh, it's okay and then sean connery's the king you're like hello yeah. now this movie is worth it yeah so good it was a nice surprise it was it I was a it.
0: really nice surprise yeah and even that as a, a kid that was a great movie even as a kid i appreciated that uh that scene yeah where he showed up
2: i uh i think my favorite sean connery i was gonna say um darby o'gill and the, and the ad- little people no, Indiana <laughs> Jones in the Last Crusade, yeah. which is great. That is
0: a good one. Oh, However,
2: yeah. as I was thinking about that, I was like, "Oh man, wait a minute, The Untouchables."
1: Yeah, he's really good in The Untouchables, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Uh,
0: Holly, yeah. what's yours?
1: Oh, it would be Playing by Heart. Yeah, it probably be my favorite.
2: Yeah, I- I've never seen this movie, so it's I guess I have to really, watch this It's movie a
0: really good movie.
1: It, I mean, it was. It's, it's I think was it
2: was got and I should watch it.
0: Well, and it has one of my favorite lines in it. it. I think it starts off with that with that line about talking about love is like dancing about architecture. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like it's a I don't know. It's a very poetic line. Like it, the movie's just really well well written and well acted. Mm. Yeah,
2: so I would definitely. Check I will it have out. to check that out. Yeah. Awesome. So today we are going to talk about Kevin Smith films. Uh, because we talked about that last episode that we wanted to talk about we make an episode but come sooth those. Apparently Richard hates Kevin Smith no, with a passion no, almost <laughs> as much as he hates Jason Momoa. Uh, so it's gonna <laughs> I will say this. what he said was you're not as invested.
0: Well, it's like it's <laughs> so to me, like him and Wes Anderson are kind of in the same school of
2: independent movies. Wow.
1: And they're both amazing.
0: And um
2: I don't even know how to dissect that statement you just made.
0: They both make independent films. They're both highly regarded for their um their commentaries that they make in their independent films, correct? Like when, aren't those two no,
2: accurate I assumptions? Don't, I mean maybe, I guess. I don't think so. Like, as Ke- told- Kevin
0: Smith has an opinion about like the nineties, like kind of like growing up in that era and how it affects them as Gen Xers and things like that. Like that's kind of the basis of a lot of his movies. Wes Anderson kind of has that, but I feel like he almost appeals more to the millennial generation. Um and uh, it's it's like a mixture of both, right? And so I feel like a lot of the statements that he that he makes in his movies are very poignant about that specific generation just like Kevin Smith. They're they're I think they're in like opposite spectrums of that opinion. Um but I feel like both of them that's what their movies are.
2: Wow. I just know that before we had this conversation, Rick was like, I'm not even that best, so I can't even bring him to the table. <laughs> and just dissected the whole man's career right there.
0: But all that to say, I'm not particularly fond of the way they express that opinion. Of course not. More course so not. Wes Anderson.
2: Yeah, you hate. I'm sorry. Maybe you don't hate Kevin Smith. You do hate Wes. Anderson.
0: I don't okay. hate. I don't hate Wes Anderson. Um, hate is maybe I,
2: a strong word. Total dislike for. I, I never <laughs> want to watch any movies. We'll burn them to the ground. Gotcha.
0: If 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 I could choose between watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or another Wes Anderson movie, I'd probably choose to watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for the first wow, time.
2: Wow, that is terrible. Why would you do that?
0: There we go. Any, anyway, anyway, Kevin roasted. Smith. <laughs>
1: I'm sad. I'm Uh, I'm just sad. And I don't share that opinion. So,
0: Holly doesn't. It's okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. So Kevin Smith uh, made a, like Rick said, a independent film um, back in 1994 with his buddies. And it was called Clerks. Yes. And if you've never seen Clerks... I would watch it. I think it's a really great film and it does express some of those things that Richard talked about, about 90s and, and growing up in that era and just different, you know, just life in some little uh, town in uh, New Jersey. Right. Red Banks, New Jersey.
1: Red Bank. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And it's it's basically just, a, you know, kind of a, a, a look, back, look into Kevin Smith's life, what he grew up in, and what he saw around his neighborhood. And I think yep. it's really cool and a good snapshot. It was done in black and white. And it was done for twenty seven thousand dollars. That's all. That's all it cost, and it made three million dollars in the theaters.
0: It's a pretty good return at that time.
1: Well, and the funny thing is, like the um, like his friend worked at the video store. I think he might have worked at the um, Quick Stop. But the thing is, they knew um, the owner, so they were like, "Hey, when you close down at night, can we film?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay." So they got the locations that way. That's why they put the we're open sign because they had to cover that window. Cause it was supposed to be filmed during the day. So they wanted you to think it was during the day when it was actually at night. So they had to cover that window with the blanket saying we're open just so they could, pretend it was day when it was actually overnight when they were filming so
0: are the scenes when they're outside like those are shot during those the are, day right? yeah but yeah. anything
1: that was interior like when they had to when they were filming in the video store or the convenience store yeah. that's all at night when the stores were closed which gotcha. they closed at like midnight so they would film all night overnight and then shut down when they would open the next morning and then so it was like a really crazy schedule but he really wanted to do it and he made it happen
2: so I, I mean, I saw Clerks. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't in '94 because I was t- probably too young at that point. Um, but a few years after that, <laughs> I, I saw it. I'm
1: pretty sure. I'm pretty Jose sure Jose and I, I were twelve. Theater. I don't even. Yeah,
2: want to we talk were 12, about it. I was twelve years old. <laughs> I probably saw it maybe three years later, or four. When I was fifteen when I was a teenager. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 a simple film. It's nothing like major spectacular. I think the thing that Kevin Smith does very well. Um, similar to um, Tarantino, which is another Rick favorite uh, is, is di- dialogue and just the interaction between people. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting to have the two, cause it's a buddy film, right? It's about this guy that works at the, the convenience store and his buddy, who is just a, a complete moron who works at the video store in um, their relationship and the stuff that they go into. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I just like the, the building of their friendship to the point where, you know, he gets mad. It, honestly, Rick, it reminds me of you and my. So I'm definitely Randall, and you are Dante. <laughs> so it, re- <laughs> it reminds I don't, me don't of don't remember the characters well enough to know. Randall da- worked da- da- at the video da- store. Uh, Randall worked at the video store, and he was a complete idiot and did not care about Ra- da- Dante's feelings at all about anything and got him into all these hijinks. So you see? <laughs> yep. It reminds me of you and me, but just that friendship they had and how, you know, they they both had mature over this one day, basically, um, of all this stuff happening. So...
1: My favorite part is when Randall's at the video store and someone calls in and he picks up the phone. And there it was a little like they're looking for a child movie and he he like runs down entire like list of things that have that word in the title and they're all like adult movies, like porn (laughs) movies. And so, and so it's like, but he's talking to like a parent about children's movies and it's it was it's pretty it was classic. I mean, it was, I think the whole thing is just like it's just like a snapshot into it like just uh, like their life for that week I mean nothing really spectacular happened there was no like I-, I don't know it was just like basically just uh you were just a voyeur you're just watching their life happen so there yeah. wasn't really anything spectacular about it but it was just so like they were just so weird like you'd well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of
2: weird there's a lot of weird things that happen in the in the, in the convenience store like the. but' they're, they're realistic like the lady that's checking all the dates on the milk and the, the guy that's like testing all the eggs and doing all this crazy stuff and uh, people coming in and saying you want, you want me to drink this coffee hot it's just stuff like that is just interesting how they handle things in the way and, and and through these interactions providing commentary on society
0: hey I like gonna we're gonna call you right back because you're no, my, garbled end. again yeah oh gosh man, this is terrible. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hold on.
1: Technical difficulties.
0: Okay, are you back?
2: It's the chronicle. <laughs> am I garbled? No, They're you're fine me. now.
1: But all of those things that happened—that was. Those were actually. Um, real things that happened in the store that they had stories about. So it wasn't like they yep. were like, I mean, those those were things that they experienced from customers that were real things, like the woman who rolled all the eggs and drinking. Like, it, it was like those were actual people. I mean, they weren't, the actors weren't the people, but the things that happened actually were things that were witnessed. So I think that was really funny that they had customers like that, that were just cuckoo. Yeah.
2: So, you know, critical success, commercial success, you know, in terms of they spent – you know, they got their return on investment. Sure. So <clears throat> then Universal, they you know, got with them to make Mallrats, which is the next movie they made in 95. Um, and it apparently it takes a place the day before. And so some <laughs> – you know, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So the two uh, – and we even we mentioned the two Jay and Silent Bob characters who uh, – Silent Bob is played by uh, Kevin Smith and – uh, jay is played by jason muse kevin smith's friend who's also a drug dealer in real life, or was a drug dealer in real life and so they're basically two drug dealers that hang outside of the store and so when malgrat malrats comes along it's it's really about these two guys slacker guys again but it's also about jay and silent bob ha- take a more prominent feature into this in this movie uh did you did you watch malrats too holly oh yeah yeah. Holly's seen them all. Uh,
0: I, I think Mallrats might have actually been the first film I saw.
1: Well, I'm saying that's okay. unfortunate because the problem is just like anybody that releases an indie film and it gets like, oh, wow, let's give you some money. They have to do a lot of things that the studio wants them to do. So, yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith yeah. has said like he did not want to cash in a Doherty. He did not want to do, there were so many things that he didn't want to do, but they wanted it to be more um, commercial type movie. Yeah, they wanted so, to be
2: bigger. They wanted to be I mean, splashier with different people, you know, uh get some hot upcoming young actors to be right. in it.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh and he, he wants to work with his buddies, his friends, right? Right. This is also the introduction of uh Ben Affleck into Kevin <laughs> Smith films.
1: And Jason Lee, right? In, and Jason, in Jason Lee, yeah, yeah. Jason and Lee Ethan and Ethan Sickley, gra- yeah.
2: In a great role. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, as the the, the he's the, as the villain you know ben affleck plays a great villain by the way just like yeah. a cocky he's like one of those 90s villains for sure yeah um and so uh if you've never seen Mal Ritz, Mal Ritz is about these two guys who one guy who gets stoned by his girlfriend before they go on his big trip he's like a neurotic kind of guy um and then his buddy uh brody is just a lovable loser comic book video game playing i he's like a guy under my own soul you know like we were soul brothers we we're connected um, because he likes comic books and movies and does not care about people's feelings. That's me. Um, and so anyway, he, he decides to try to cheer him up by going to the mall and they get into a bunch of shenanigans at the mall and it's simple. It's not, but it, but they try to make it like bigger than clerks. Um, I like mall rats a lot. Um, yeah, more, I, so I actually after, enjoyed it. more so after I watched it with the commentary, between kevin smith and everybody i really oh, liked how they how, yeah because he talked about a lot of the the stuff how they um how the studio chose this over that and made them make different choices and that made me understand the movie a lot more you I know was frustrating
1: with kevin smith and jason muse like all of and i don't i'm sure they don't do it much anymore but like all of those earlier movies, when they did the commentary, it was the best. I mean, it was actually preferable to the movie sometimes because it was just so amazing, uh, the commentary that they gave over the movie, and I miss it. But it, it was it was really funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, Stan Lee was in the movie.
1: Yes, he was.
2: I loved all this. So there's <laughs> a scene, it's my one of my favorite scenes in, in movies is when uh, Brody meets Stan Lee. And Stanley's trying to help him get back together with his girlfriend Shannon Doherty and kind of put him on this path, whatever. Um, and Brody only cares about talking about like superhero sex things. It's it's so it's the funniest thing ever. And he's like asking Stanley, you know, Stanley like his revered comic book creator, and here's this dude asking him like, you know, is the Hulk's thing green? Um, does it? You know, does Mr. Fantastic does everywhere stretch stuff I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, but just some of the, the the commentary that he had about superheroes and things like that was interesting, which also um, like
0: ties in like one of the best Marvel Easter eggs of Captain Marvel, where Stan Lee is. Uh, since Captain Marvel takes place in the '90s, Stan Lee is on one of the trains in Los Angeles reading the script from All Rads.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was good, man. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah. So you know, it all culminates into them like trying to win their respective girlfriends back in different ways. And and it's just crap but it's like a lot of the humor is crass. This is where you get the stink palm from. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but that's like one of the (laughs) grossest scenes ever. Yeah, Um, (laughs) so gross. So just it's interesting because you go from Clerks, which is just like a really cool look and slice in Americana, to this kind of over the top, different kind of slice in Mallrats and a little bit like non realistic, right? Like Clerks, I could like okay, that makes sense. Mallrats was very like goofy. In a way, and yeah. then, but then it's chasing yeah. You don't Amy. think so? Chasing Kidding. Amy, then which he...
1: Rick hates, and I, I hate love it. it. So why do you hate why chasing Amy, hate right? it so much? I'm trying to
0: remember, but um,
1: you didn't like their relationship. I
0: didn't. I did not like the relationship. I didn't think what? that the character. I didn't think Amy was
1: redeemable. It was
0: redeemable? <laughs> like, I, like I, I don't. There was something about like the way they set up the story, like. I don't think Amy was worth like all the trouble that um, Holden, uh, like all the trouble he went through to 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 have her be a part of his life and to like to really pursue her. Um, like, and there's a lot of things that that happen in the character that get revealed that I won't say on the podcast because uh, I feel like they're inappropriate. Um, <laughs> but I, I just like the the thing that really like sticks with me and like this is why like I don't like Arrested Development. Is or like the Royal Tannen bombs when you have characters that I don't feel are redeemable, or are just like bad people. um, yes. and, and for me, that was Amy. Like she wasn't that great of a person, but Holden and Holden wasn't that great of a person either, right? And so
2: maybe well, that's maybe that's why they I mean, deserve was he not each not great other. of a person? I mean, so do you, do you think Amy is not great because she was not being honest, fully honest with him? Yeah. Okay like and so but like, isn't that normal though like isn't that normal though that's like a, that's what i liked about it though. i felt like it was an
0: extreme i felt like it was just an extreme to make like this character like like something that he pined after but like she was really kind of detestable um in the way that she kind of treated their relationship uh, and i'm trying to remember this i'm trying to go off of memory uh yeah from this so but, if you if, go ahead no anyways yeah uh, i just didn't i didn't care for their relationship
2: so if you've never seen Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy is a, a romantic comedy by Kevin Smith It takes place. It's the one that comes after Mallrats, but it has nothing to do with yeah. Mallrats. Um, and Ben Affleck and um, Jason Lee play two friends who are working on a comic book. It's called Blunt, Man, and Chronic. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there Which you go. is basically Jay and uh, basically Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob in comic book form. And he meets this uh, woman, uh, Amy. And he just thinks she's amazing. Finds out that she's a lesbian. It's like, oh, well, never mind, never gonna happen. But after kind of things and circumstances happen, uh, they start dating. And he's thinking, oh, I'm the first guy, so it's all special. But when her past gets revealed, yeah, um, you realize that things aren't as they seem. Um, and. Then they go through all these relationship drama problems, and then it ends in a way that I didn't think it was going to end, which I probably why I like it too, because you know it's not just a oh take me back and that's it we figured it out. Right. It ends in some weird way where Holden's just a creepo dude and does, <laughs> tries to do something really creepy with everybody, yeah. and kind of ruins all of his relationships.
0: Yeah.
2: In one fell swoop. Um. So I don't. I think that's what I like about. I like movies that don't that subvert your expectations of things. And I I like how Kevin Smith did that in here. And I would agree that, you know, I don't know if they're irredeemable because I do watch, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. And those characters (laughs) are definitely irredeemable. (laughs) And I, I, in fact, so I tell my friends, I was like, I can only watch one or two of those episodes before I have to take like a month break from watching that show. <laughs> it's that bad. Like there's nothing redeemable about any of those characters and they make me like skeezy. And so I just I can't watch more than one or two episodes. Yeah. Um but they weren't so bad in Chasey. I did like what he did with it. But I can understand how they're not the um best characters like to root behind.
0: Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. Like I, I like at the end of it I was like, okay, like these people kind of deserve to be in in like In anguish. I don't know. Wow. It just... It it didn't... There was nothing like I could really root for (laughs) out of any of their stories.
1: I like how Jason Lee um, played Banky. Yeah. But you know, he was Brody, this one he's Banky, because he's a totally different character, but yeah. then I think it's Jan, Simon Bob, Strike Back, he plays both Yeah, and he does play both of them, yeah. yeah. Plays, so, I mean, it's like, even though they're playing different characters, yeah. he's still, but I think this was, because um, Mallrats didn't, I, I think they expected more from it, and it didn't happen, so I think this was Kevin Smith kind of, taking control back a little was bit this is
0: spider-man 3 mm-hmm.
1: so he kind of took it back and kind of <laughs> went with it what he like kind of the direction he wanted to go with it yeah. but um I, I think he was trying to try his hand at maybe making something a little more for the masses but not fully like controlled by the studio see and yeah.
0: and, and maybe like i can kind of see that perspective but i feel like the story that he wrote because th- he wrote this one too didn't right, he yeah. yeah he writes them all um the story he wrote is not for the masses, by any means. I would, no, I would agree.
1: No, but I, I think the, I
0: think the way he filmed it and the way it was portrayed was probably meant for the masses. But I think ultimately, the story that he developed is not a like a um, is not a, a consumable product at the end of it and you know again i didn't see this in the theater i saw this after you and i were i think we were married or we were, we were dating and it made you watch it and you made me watch it and, and at just, the
1: end he was like why did you make me watch this
0: yeah um <laughs> and 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 so like i'll just say this if, if this was his attempt to like make a movie that maybe made people uncomfortable to where like they would kind of like back off of his contract kind of like what sam raimi did with like spider-man 3 um, basically, just to get out of his contract, don't do that. Like, if you're a director, don't do that because you're only doing a disservice to your, to the fans that have actually invested time and money into watching this movie.
1: But I did enjoy yeah, the I, movie.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think he, I don't think he, that was his deal. I think yeah. he was trying to take back control from like the Marats thing and just make something he wanted to. Yeah. Okay, three things. He yeah. was dating Joy Lauren Adams when he wrote this.
1: Okay. yes um
2: so it was partly inspired by her i don't know what that means but that's what it says um, but i knew he was dating her yeah. um to the scene where they're comparing scars
1: is hilarious. So hilarious
2: great it's hilarious um and then there's a scene oh and then every time he, he banks like talking about um he's an inker. so it's like so you just copy the lines right <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> you're a tracer you're, you're a, a tracer. tracer. You're, a, you're a tracer. Yeah. It's so good. It's stuff like, I mean, it's all the, that's what I like about Kevin Smith's movie. it's hits hit, hit stuff like like perfectly and he gets some nostalgia, like with the Jaws throwback. He does a lot of throwbacks and things like that. Yeah. Um. But I can see how this is a movie that either you like it or you don't. Yes. There's no people that watch it and be like, oh, I'm okay. It's like people are like, oh, I really don't like that movie. And I've heard from a lot of people, they do not like this movie at all.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing um, is like Kevin Smith is a fan. He is a fan of comics, of movies. Of, I mean, he's he's a fan. So he brings that into his... I mean, he brings a lot of like nerd stuff into his movies because that's what he enjoys. So he's basically making stuff that he wants to watch. Agreed. And, but, and so you're going to either like it or not.
0: But I would challenge that this is the only movie that's like this. Yeah, from but... From a subject matter perspective.
1: Right, but I mean, this came right on the uh, hills of Mallrats, so...
2: I don't know, man. What?
0: That was weird. I think I, got, I think, really I, think I, to the I,
2: I think Jersey Girl's a little little close to that too.
0: But uh-huh. but okay, but Jersey Girl was more consumable.
2: Uh, people hated Jersey Girl, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> uh, but but I think
0: but so I will say I think that speaks to the fact that maybe he can't. Maybe this is a genre that he that just doesn't work well for him. Yeah,
2: I you know what I would agree there because he doesn't want to tell a romantic comedy in 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 the way romantic comedies are consumed by people right he wants to tell his own style so i don't even know if it's necessarily romantic comedy but a a kevin smith romantic comedy
0: right i think it gets labeled as a romantic comedy and that probably does it a disservice it should just be seen as a kevin smith film and that way you don't have the expectations that it's actually about a
2: relationship so you're saying he should have his own genre gotcha cool i like that <laughs> so the next film that comes out dogma is, is dogma
1: love it and
2: i loved this i would say it's top three uh, kevin smith yes. films. yes i love this movie yeah. rick do you like dogma
0: yeah i would say like out of all of them i would probably this would probably be my favorite
2: okay so first off uh, alan rickman is in this movie yes as a metatron and there's a lot of there's also a lot of uh big names in this film chris first rock you have been Affleck, george yeah, carlin chris rock Um, So the premise of Dogma is basically this woman has been sent on a mission by Metatron, um, the voice of God, (laughs) to stop two angels – I love explaining this movie to people, by the way – Ben Affleck and Matt Damon from entering a church – uh, so that they, after they become human, it kind of ends the world or something like that. I mean, I'm, I don't mean it like I know exactly what, what happens in this movie, but it kind of end, it ends the world. And so she's on a mission to stop them from ending the world. And along the way, she meets uh, the Thirteenth Apostle, Chris Rock, yes. um, two prophets, Jay and Silent Bob, yes. and um, a demon played by Jason Lee, which is amazing. He, he does such a good job. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, Amuse, Muse, Selma Hayek as the Muse. Yeah. So. It, uh there's so many I don't know there's so many great parts in this movie. I, I you know as a Christian I will say <laughs> that I probably like this movie even more so <clears throat> because I know that you know part of this is that Kevin Smith grew up Catholic and so a lot of this is him trying to work through his religion faith yeah. in writing this movie um which I which I think is pretty cool. And and a lot of things they say in this movie are very true and make me wonder about the Catholic church. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, why Why would you even have a rule that if somebody walks through the church at a certain centennial, that they're absolved immediately of all sins, period, without doing anything? It's just kind of, like, that's that's one of the ways to do it, you know, it's just kind of weird. Wasn't the main character supposed to be played by somebody else?
1: No, Linda Fiorentino, or whatever her mm-hmm. name is, like, she had just mm-hmm. finished that movie, what was it, Jade? And so the studio, apparently that was a really big one. So the studio really pushed for her and they didn't want her. And so they cast her as Bethany and they regretted it. Well, Kevin Smith regretted it. He wanted Janine Garofalo to play Bethany because he thought, so he gave her another role, but he really thought she would just be really funny and amazing. But they cast Linda, whatever her last name is. And she, she was very, like she, didn't really get what they were doing and she yeah. just kind of he said she was kind of a bummer and so um that's that was his one big regret for that seemed movie. like a
2: bummer in the movie
1: yeah but he really wanted janine garofalo to play that role because he just thought she was hilarious and he thought she would just do the role justice and and so the studio really pushed for her and he was like he didn't really have much you know voice so he had to yeah. he had to do it but Cause again, this was like Mallrats didn't do as well, so we got Chase and Amy. Chasing Amy did better than they thought it was. so they're like, okay, well, let's do Dogman. So the studio really had a lot of more control again. So he had um, more say, but they still had a- enough say to push for main characters. Wasn't
0: the name of the golden calf movie? Movie, movie, yeah, yeah, it was yeah.
2: yeah. They- <laughs> Oh, so they actually changed um, the Bethany. They changed the writing to better fit fiorentino probably yeah, to make right. her less funny make her less funny that's terrible <laughs> that's the worst
1: well i, I mean
2: rem- i don't remember janine graffalo in this movie
1: she was like she, she's in it very, she, no very, very she was bethany's oh, co-worker she, yeah and she okay, was like right okay smoking in coffee and it, so she was just it, like in, in the abortion s- clinic she was a very small role but yeah. um that's, that's 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 who they wanted to play bethany
2: yeah yeah of course there was a lot of um you know, uproar about the movie.
1: Of course, from, from
2: the Catholic Church,
1: from um, from all religions, I think from all religions, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: probably. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a fun movie. It's just an interesting. It's well acted, well done. I love I Ben and Affleck as Ben Ben and Affleck, Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon as the two uh, angels, yeah. Bartleby, and are, Bartleby and Loki. Bartleby Loki. That scene, that one scene where they go to the headquarters of yeah. Mubi. And he's reading off their offenses and everything. And it's just so great, man. And then, and then there's the one lady that's left. And he's like, "What's <laughs> Matt Damon goes, He goes, it's okay. You're fine. You're a pure heart. You're, it's okay. He's like, but you didn't say God bless you when I
1: sneezed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man.
2: It's just, uh, that one makes me laugh the most. Yeah. I think it was. I think it's a good, uh, like, height of his commercial success. And, and um,
0: that's what I would say about it. I think, I think it's probably his most well-done movie yeah like from just like an execution standpoint the writing the acting outside of um, the main character which i mean for all intent and purposes like she was she was fine i just think that janine garofalo probably could have done it better right Uh, i think it would
2: have fit in more with the with the aesthetic of what they were going for exactly um, and 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 what they wanted to say but but
0: i think overall it's probably his most well done film
1: and And it gave us buddy christ it yes. did
2: give us Buddy Christ, and George Carlin was in it. You always yeah. want yeah. George Carlin in it. So, and also think one thing is that because they had her as that kind of like reluctant person, because she's probably reluctant as an actress. Yeah. it made it even better. just yeah. like you see some kind of, you know, upturn in her character. Yeah. Okay, so we're going through these very slowly, but that's okay. Uh, the next movie <laughs> is *Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back* which um,
1: was so so very stupid but it, it is so it is so good. stupid
2: i don't know why i like this movie and it brings uh, like he's got all the there's so the cast is so big like everybody's in here george carlin there's yeah. all these people like they bring everyone mark back Hamill. Yeah, yeah everyone's mark hamill's in it there's all these people that are in all these actors and this is just, like while Dogma's a commercial in critical success yeah i think this is the biggest like commercial like it was just like so many people were in this film, yep. um, but it was just so dumb. It's a dumb film, man. So, I, I mean, I, I like it, but it's just dumb. Do you
0: think that this is the movie? Like, maybe he wanted to make like the entire time. Like, I know it's it's probably not his best, but to me, it almost seems the most Kevin Smithy.
2: This is what he likes making. Exactly, it, that, that's what yes. I mean.
0: Like, it's complete
2: nonsense.
0: The you know you have the, the cat <laughs> burglars.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, <Diamond> <laughs> yeah the diamond thieves yeah
0: the diamond thieves um you have like And this all...
1: is the first time his wife got to be in one of his movies right she probably yep. hated it.
0: <laughs> so i feel like this is probably like his um his grand opus as far as like it's it's not like the the best movie he's ever made but it's probably the one that he probably i would i would say that he might really Love like making. just like really
2: cherish, kind of chair yeah i think yeah. he really liked making it because like um, clerks is it...
0: like him taking a chance right he's like yeah. i got this yes. story no one knows who i am i'm gonna try to make this movie and see what happens right and then every other movie is either like okay you did really good let's put some money in you and some investment right. which means you lose a little control and let's do this by the time you get to like Jane, Silent Bob strike back it's like he's wealthy enough to do what he wants yeah. at this point with all the other movies that he's made and all the other like licensing he's done um let's also not forget there was a clerks cartoon
1: um, which
2: was awesome it was a clerks cartoon yeah. it was really good i really i was so excited about that and man it just it just didn't go anywhere man. i actually from, it was have good.
1: magnets from that cartoon I have oh magnets. man it was it
2: was good it was good
0: it, and so yeah, I, there, I would say like this movie is where he just got to do what he wanted Oh, he got
1: everybody. He like anybody like Carrie Fisher was in a Mark Hamill, like anybody he wanted. Uh, He was like, be in this movie.
2: Yeah, I think this is this is Kevin Smith crescendo of relevance in Hollywood. Like, I mean, as in top, like, you know, people will. I want to be in your film. I want to do it. Yeah, this is a hot ticket. People knew who he
0: was, knew what his opinion was and just like he could do it.
2: So then we go into Jersey Girl. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, I'm not even going <laughs> to explain uh, *Jane of Bob Strike Back* because it's it's it's, it's a crazy thing. It's, it's completely insane. nonsensical. Yeah. Um, so I've only watched *Jersey Girl* once. I've seen it a couple of w- times. It was okay.
0: Again, like, it's a it's a genre that I don't think he does extremely well in. This also was the at, during the time when Ben Affleck was dating Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, and she yeah. had to be in the movie. Yes. Um, either uh, was it Ben Affleck's request that she had to be in the movie at some point? Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, but only to spoiler alert, she dies within the first five minutes.
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> she dies giving birth to their daughter. Yeah. And like, I think it's in the credits, isn't it? I don't know.
2: I, I, like, it's it's very much like
1: how Dude, up. Like,
0: okay,
2: hold like on. It, like Stop, with, the okay. Stop the presses! Stop the presses! Do you know how much money Lopez got? Pill- Jennifer Lopez got paid I'm for sure. This it was movie? a lot of money
1: for a two-minute role.
2: Okay, I'll much. tell you this: Ben Affleck got ten million dollars. Yeah. So, how much do you think Jennifer Lopez got? Twelve million. Huh? Twelve million. Fifteen million? No, she got four million dollars yeah. for five $4 minutes. $4 dollars.
1: She oh. was in it for like five minutes. Yes.
2: That's so, crazy. really, Ben Affleck got fourteen million dollars. <laughs> cool. 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 Good okay. Grief. Gotcha. Um, I mean, you know what? The I, I, I'm gonna say this: the best thing about this film is the little girl. Yes.
1: Oh, she was great. She's, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah.
2: She is amazing in the film. Yeah. um other than that everything else is kind of it was okay it was just it was okay it's an okay uh, film it's an okay yeah.
0: movie it's not great it's not groundbreaking again it's a romantic comedy and yeah. i don't think he does them super well
1: well I, and no. also ben affleck is not the most like romantic male counterpart zero like, chemistry he's yeah. uh, zero chemistry. It, he he's not i don't now, know
2: if you, if you would have put um Ah, uh, Matt Damon in the role. Then you're talking about something. Important. Yeah, he's got chemistry.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> Have you ever seen Goodwill
1: Hunting? It's, yeah. I'm just saying, like Ben Affleck is not known to be the most like he doesn't do romantic very well. No, like no. in movies. No.
2: Okay. He so just then just the next. Doesn't. Then the next film is Clerks Two, uh, which I waited for a I long time, and I was super jazzed up about it. Ooh. And okay, I will say this: it is an okay film
1: yeah like, it's okay in terms
2: of like it, it's kind of like jane's on the bob strike back okay yeah it so is it doesn't, it doesn't have the same as as clerks the original clerks um and it's and it's way more like in your face humor and racist humor and just kind of things i'm just like it's okay, dirty it, yeah it's yeah, dirty, it's, it's dirty <laughs> and but it's but it's not like because because i um, i'm not not Mara, um, clerks was dirty in a way right there's some kind of dirty parts but this is just more over the top and just like gross you out kind of dirty and yeah like it like it I don't even want to I'm not even gonna say it just yeah. read the freaking Wikipedia about it and so I was like okay this is weird like this is the downhill part of him being not as a director or anything, but just him being like desired in in the uh, did he have a, Hollywood did
0: he have his heart attack shortly after that
2: I mean, it was after that it was, it way was after it okay. was only like a couple of yeah. years ago I think mean, it was after Cop- wasn't it after Cop Out anyway. So uh, the next film he makes is Zack and Mary. Make, Zach and Mary. Let's just say Zack and Mary. Yeah. Um, Never
1: saw that. Yeah, we didn't see that one.
2: Yeah, it was, I mean, again, it was, it was just like Clerks 2, honestly. It was like, okay, what is this going on? So the I, same kind of.
0: I think during this time, like um, uh, when the, both of these movies came out, it, it's when we entered this time in the er, It's early 2000s, right? 2008, yep. Yep. yeah. So movies like these comedy movies were raunchy for raunchy sake.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Like even like just yeah, the, you're ta- the premise. You're talking part. about Van Wilder and stuff, and well, in um, like Knocked Up, um, Post American Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they, they were just like like American Pie was like high school raunchiness,
2: right? But it was would you but would you agree that it wasn't necessarily raunchy for raunchy's sake? No, no, no. It was just it was a part of the storyline. So in the, American the, Pie the, one,
0: the very first one. That's accurate. Any of yeah. them after that. Oh, it's just raunchy for raunchy thing. Yeah,
2: and I feel well, like American American Wedding wasn't so bad.
0: And I feel like all these movies that came out around like a lot of the comedy movies, like you get you have like forgetting Sarah Marshall, Knocked Up, Clerks mm-hmm. Two, Zack and Miri. like they were just, really
1: obsessed with like male frontal nudity for some reason. Yes. It's yes. like okay, what is happening?
2: And it, it and it's just a weird era of like comedy. Yeah, And it's so weird because in this movie you have Seth Rogen, Liz yeah. Banks,
1: yeah. Craig
2: Robinson. So you have some people that are like, oh, man, okay, this might be something good. And it just – it wasn't that it was, like, terrible. It was just kind of like, why do I want to watch this? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's how I felt about it. I'm sure people like this movie, but I don't – as far as, like, a Kevin Smith film, I was like, I don't really want to watch this yeah. movie. I, I like I like him for other stuff. Okay. So then we go to Cop Out, which I have actually never seen. Which one is Cop Out? With The one with Bruce- Oh,
0: we're really again. <laughs> the chronicles coming after you. <laughs>
2: you said it's the one with br- br- what? Hello, hello,
1: hello. Can you hear me?
0: Oh, am
2: I still here? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. The okay. one with Bruce Willis.
0: He did a movie yeah. with Bruce Willis.
2: Yeah, and, and this is where it all went downhill because he said that Bruce Willis was a jerk on the film and made it war- It was uh, Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. I don't even remember this movie. Did you watch this movie, Holly? No. So he, this is the one he didn't write. He directed it, but didn't write it. Mm. And it's about cops. So we're okay. going to skip it because I heard it was terrible and I've never seen it. I need to watch Cop Out. Yeah. Um. Then he did Red State. I never saw that either. I've been telling you forever to watch Red State. Yeah. Did you ever see think... Red
1: State? Right. Well, we're I at, this. St- like, at this point. Yeah. We would have seen this same yeah. movies.
2: So Red, Red State is a movie about, it's kind of like basically like a Waco uh, Branch Davidian kind of situation, right? Okay. Um, they're highly religious people, and but they, you know, stockpiling guns. They kidnap these three guys and hold them hostage. The FBI comes in. John Goodman, after being slimmed down, okay. is one of the FBI guys. Um, I thought this was a really, really good film. Um, it, they say it's like a horror. It's not horror, but it's just definitely like a interesting just take the way that the way that um. The characters are very fleshed out very well done um tense and you can really just feel the um the terror that people are feeling in a way so mm-hmm. it's got it's got that intensity in it um but but basically you know at the end of it the atf is supposed to storm it whatever something happened. i'm not going to tell the ending because it's um but i thought this was like a return of kevin smith when i saw this because i heard it was coming out and i at this point after cop out i never watched cop out so i was like yeah. i'm kind of done with kevin smith films now because he's just you know he's gonna make gross stuff or yeah. silly stuff i don't care about um but i saw this and it was really interesting and seemed kind of like re- more realistic and then i watched it and i was like wow this is really well done and it wasn't anything like he's ever done before though okay. right totally different kind of movie because it's not a comedy um uh, you know it's just a thriller film okay and so uh i I would if you have not seen it, guys, you need to watch just watch just tell me whether I'm wrong or you know if you think I'm wrong yeah um well, I think that was next... his
1: I think that was his time to see if he had something in him other than just something else to tell. jay and silent yeah. Bob like some a story to tell like is yeah. he is he capable of doing it so
2: yeah, I think in this whole time period we're talking about with these movies after cop out <clears throat> it was another one where um the the studio controlled it. You know, and he was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm gonna be done with the studios. I'm just gonna do stuff that I want to do." So then he made. After that, he made Tusk. Um, and I heard this movie is terrible.
0: I have not. Was seen that Tusk. his own? Was that his own movie?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's his own movie, and um, it, it has Justin Long in it as a guy who goes to visit this one dude, and to interview him for a podcast, mm-hmm. and um, this guy basically turns him into a walrus. Okay. <laughs> So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, what is that? Human centipede kind of, oh, okay. you know, terrible. but not like, not exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I just never wanted to see it. I oh my gosh. Never... I'm
1: looking at these pictures.
2: Yeah. That's it just, terrible. looks, it looks weird. And I don't know. I think he's got this kind of hoardy, hoardy horror, horror thing going on where he wants to make these horror films, you know, I guess, it, I think he's just trying stuff out, honestly. Um, which I don't fault the guy, like go ahead and try things out. You might as well. Yeah. Um, and this is also his – because uh, Red State was released only like download. Like it okay. wasn't even put in the theaters. So this one was put in the theaters, uh, um, and it was his first major release since Cop Out, of course. So I think yep. he just kind of wanted to do different things. Then the last mo- – or two movies ago was Yoga Hosers, another horror film, which I've never seen this movie. But it has his daughter, who his daughter's name is Harley Quinn. Yep. And uh, Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose – also in this film Uh, I don't know what this movie is about and I don't really care but it is a horror film with those two girls probably like fighting off something I don't know yeah
1: they're like fighting evil but it looked like I saw the trailer and I'm like wow this looks really dumb and uh, you know at this point in my life like when you have children it's like I don't have time to waste on like because before kids we watched a lot of dumb movies but yeah there comes a point where it's like i, I don't have a time to waste two hours yeah. on this i don't so well, now
0: we're in like children and pandemic so <laughs> like choose, i, I really gotta have pick time what I, pick what I watch. yeah like you, you're really gonna like you know pick and choose what, what you're gonna watch i mean we've all gotten like i think that first phase of the pandemic we're just watching whatever which is why yeah. tiger king was so successful um <laughs> But, you know, now it's just like, okay, like now I need to be like more thoughtful about what I'm choosing to rent.
1: But he, I think he wrote this for his daughter just to give her, like, oh, it was yeah. a, sure. I mean, it was just a fun, like her and her friend battle yeah. evil. And it's, I, th- I think it was, uh, sure, I'll, sure, honey, I'll write this movie for you. Yeah, I, I don't think he really cared it was, if it was going to be successful or not. I think he just really wanted to have this project with his daughter.
2: So then uh, they made a movie. Called Jane Silent Bob reboot. We never saw and that, it, and I, saw, I watched this movie because I'm like, okay, he's back into you know. It's basically yeah. he even described it as literally the same effing movie all over again. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I gotta watch what he does, you know, just to check it out. So I think Julie was out of town. The kids, I think the kids, I think everybody was out of town. Cause I remember being here by myself and like, I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some kids were asleep. I don't know. But I watched it in my room and uh, it was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was a good closing to the, I, I think he's closed the universe now, Yeah. which I hope so. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's kind of like a, a, end. you know, a bookend to clerks and well, just kind of encapsulating everything.
0: But if you look at his IMDB, there's clerks three that's been announced.
2: Is really, I don't, I don't know. We haven't, we'll see. I yeah, sure hope not. It's, it's anyway. been announced. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, it's not the Then I, I can't even remember the other movie. But you know what? I will tell you about the Jane Silent Bob reboot. It's not very memorable. Okay. Because it it, it didn't it still didn't capture the same, you know, because we talked about those because we zipped through all these other movies, right? Because yeah. they weren't as impactful as those first five movies. No, like what really right? once you get past Dogma. It's well. No, I'd even say Giant, giant Saw Bob yeah, Strike yeah, Back yeah. because while while I didn't like, it wasn't like the greatest movie ever. That stuck with me. I still remember things from that movie. Yeah. You know the silly name of uh, Mark Hamill's uh, character, yeah. the the villain guy, the orangutan at the end. I just remember these things from that movie. Yep. I don't remember anything from Jane Saw Bob Str- Reboot. I was reading it right now, and apparently his the name of Jay's daughter in there is uh, Millennium Millennium Falcon. Like F A. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good grief! That's her full name. Anyway, yeah. So it's just silly stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah.
1: But that was like a year after his heart attack, so I think he was. I don't nostalgic? know. Yeah, I think it was a, we're just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to bring everybody back. We're going to make this movie and yeah. then I'm just going to do it. And
2: That's true. Yeah. Because um, in 2018, he had a he had that heart attack. so
1: Which really scared him I and mean, he lost a ton of weight ton and he weight, made a lot really of changes. In it. Yeah, he made a lot of changes in his life. So I think it was just more of a, you know what, let's, life's short. Let's, let's just bring everybody back and do something really stupid.
0: Like, I think you can consider him like an ascended vegan at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But I do. Yeah. I like Kevin Smith. He's not for everyone, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I think I really appreciate that he's a fan. He's a fan yes. of the nerdy stuff and he really like, um, he, I don't know. He He's not, uh, he doesn't throw a bunch of stuff because it's popular at the moment. I mean, he just Correct. really makes a lot of things just because he enjoys it. So
0: I will say this. Uh, out of the three of us, Holly is the only true Gen Xer. Right. That's
1: true. Yes.
0: Um call me uh, no. But Jose and I are in that elder millennial generation <laughs> elder where millennial. we have like a little bit of Gen X, but mostly millennial. You're millennial, us, right? Yeah. I would say Jose is probably a little bit more. Well, maybe you're a little bit more Gen X than I am. Um,
2: uh, I don't know about
0: that. As far as it? What like, it? As what does that like, mean? Taste. As far as like your movie, oh okay. Taste.
2: Um, uh, maybe I don't. Anyways, because I like. Are you saying I like old movies? Yeah. Duh. Um, like Mystery Men. Yes. Uh, okay. Is that okay? No, yeah. That that. Yes. Do you like Mystery Men, no.
1: I love Mystery Men.
2: Okay, then that makes sense. Okay. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're correct. Okay. I think Kevin we Smith. We can have a whole podcast about Mystery Men. <laughs> I will. I will check <laughs> I'm out. I'm the
1: waffler. Waffler.
0: I do appreciate. I do appreciate that line, but this is also the reason why, I like, um, I don't know. Uh, anyways, I think <laughs> Kevin Smith speaks speaks a lot to the Gen X generation. Yeah, like from I from his you. content and from his movies. I think a but, lot of the movies that came out during that era, like Mystery Men, also kind of speak to that generation.
2: But uh, Rick, you just said that Wes Anderson speaks to the millennial generation, and you don't like him either. Rick, what director other than Christopher Nolan speaks to you? Yeah, what do you
0: like? I don't know, guys. Like this is like. <laughs> We don't have time to go to <laughs> the identity politics that I have this, running through another, my head. No, no, no. I think I think episode. Wes Anderson speaks to the millennial, like the younger millennial generation. Well, no, he speaks to like Gen X to like all the millennial generations. For some reason, I just think he's obnoxious. I said it.
2: Fair. I fair. It's okay. So I used okay. to really
0: like Rushmore. Like Rushmore was one of my favorite Rushmore's shows for the longest time. It, it still has one of like my favorite. Comedy lines where she's like, Oh, uh, no, he's um, he goes, Oh, I'm an OR nurse, and he goes, Those are OR strokes. Oh, are you? Yeah, <laughs> man, that was great. That's was great. great. But then, yeah. like, um, I think when I saw Rushmore, then you have like other movies like Igby Goes Down, where like there was these oh. like really obnoxious white kids that were telling these really obnoxious stories that just did not resonate with me.
2: Okay, that's fair. But I well, those are two different kind of movies. But yes, we can get to your identity.
0: I don't think later. Rushmore and Igby Goes Down are two very different kind of movies. Very, I think very, they're very similar. Films.
1: They're very different. Very different films. It's
2: okay. It's okay, Rick. It's Shh, whatever. Sh- 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 sh-
0: whatever. Uh,
2: y'all, did we? So I uh, one last thing about Kevin Smith. If you've never seen any of his Q and A, like his question and answer sessions that he does, they're on video. There's like an even of Kevin Smith even harder he tells one, some of the greatest stories in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, the one about, uh, Steve, I think it's Steve Soddenberg. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but basically when they were going to make Superman and he wanted this big spider in the movie and, uh, Kevin's was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Well, then the next movie that that guy made was wild, wild west. And it had a giant spider in it. <laughs> so I just, think it's funny. Like the way that he talks about things sometimes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, did we miss something, y'all? Did we something that Kevin? Obviously we probably did, but tell us your Kevin Smith stories, what you like about it. Maybe you don't like it like Rick. That's fine. Let him know. He'll probably be elated that you don't like Kevin Smith. Uh, you can reach us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com.
0: Let's be honest, I'll probably say you don't like it for the wrong reasons. Um, you can tweet us <laughs> at IGTGS show.
2: You can hit us up on Facebook, Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid.
0: You can find us on Instagram at it's going to get stupid.
2: Uh, you go to youtube.com slash, you uh, know, no slash yet. Sorry. You can search it's going to get stupid podcast and find our old episodes. Look, we need
0: 91 more of you to subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel so that we can actually get uh, a slash channel slash it's going to get stupid. Uh, and lastly, you can leave us a voicemail at two 698 7043.
2: I'm making 91 fake accounts. Um, anyway,
0: didn't I, oh, Hold on, no, 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 no. no. Uh, y'all both yelled at me for making I know, that suggestion. A, it was a joke when we I were made telling a, people to go rate but, and review on iTunes, which you should really go that's do. Different and leave
2: yes, a five star rating. Well, you see, obviously, when I'm saying it, I'm like Donald J. Trump, and <laughs> I, you can tell that I'm being jokey. I'm, t- I'm making a joke. You can tell. It's uh, the way I talk. We're recording this
0: episode prior to the election, so yeah. who knows what's going to happen.
2: There may, there may not be a podcast network I don't know how you're listening to this maybe you're listening to it on some kind of weird ham radio <laughs> some, or something some future. ham radio in the dystopian yeah. future of, some, yeah, Thursday. Some <laughs> of Thursday you never know maybe we'll release it on Thursday and then don't, they'll hear it in the future and they'll be like what was the world like what, is what this if, Kevin what if Smith? this episode Who is, Kevin Smith? is the last like everything like falls apart
0: on Wednesday and like and this, we is piece, this is the last piece this is the last piece of like media that ever gets released I'm okay. With be, it. I'm okay with yeah.
1: I'm, okay I'm fine with, it. with this. I'm good.
2: I'm good.
1: I like Kevin Smith.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we're.
2: I we're don't good. know what's. What's time? We we keep going. I don't even know.
0: Uh, we can talk about the stuff that we watched last. Uh, okay. Or do we want to talk spoilers. about Mandalorian? I think we should talk it.
2: about the Mandalorian. I want to talk about the Mandalorian.
0: Okay. So we'll we'll cover the first episode of Mandalorian and call it an end for this episode. Spoilers.
2: I say spoilers. No. No. No spoilers. It so, just came out. I mean, if but you have but the seen second this, episode you... will come out the week, the next day. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. If you're listening right. to this right now and you haven't seen the first episode, shame it. on you. Shame on or you. Or go pause it, and go go watch watch it. it. Go
0: watch it. Go watch yeah, it. It's like 45 minutes. It. <laughs> it's a really good episode. So I, I will start off with the very first episode of the very first season it did not draw me in. Um. No. And I felt like so. I feel like both of these episodes show that show how much of a western, um, this show yes. is. So the the very first episode of the very first season was a very slow western, like story, right? Yeah. But then this one
2: was also very slow.
0: Was a bit a bit slower, but because there was, uh, I appreciated the um, the dialogue and the banter between Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian and timothy oliphant's character um kind of as like two like kind of feuding sheriffs um but they have to end up working together
2: well it's like a showdown you know the 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 marauder not a bad guy right but the 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 what he, the gunslinger comes into town. Yes. The local sheriff, the marshal—that's you know taking care of everything—is yeah. like squaring off against him. And they're in a saloon. They're drinking whiskey. It's it's definitely a western. Yeah. Um. And I, yeah, he I, has Boba Fett's, Fett's armor. armor. He has Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. Which we'll we'll talk about in a second. Uh, cool cameo at the end. Um, I I anything Timothy Olyphant is in, I pretty much like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like him. What was the He's, uh, Netflix show? The Santa Clarita diet.
2: Yeah, Santa Clarita diet.
0: That was really funny. That was so it's hilarious. unfortunate that it got cancelled. Yeah. I've never seen
2: that. I never saw that show. It really it's
1: good, like though. it's Tummy elephant and Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore and yeah. she like dies but comes back as a I mean, as she's a, a zombie, but she's not like zombie like, but she yeah. they're just trying to keep her together and it was it's and she
2: craves flesh, right? Yeah. Like she craves blood,
1: Peter. so they're trying to so they basically like he'll find bad people and he was like, Hey, I killed someone and put it in, like and she's in a cooler. And it's really I mean, it's just kind of like a funny version of like zombie. It's it's pretty funny. It's,
0: it's almost like a romantic comedy and yeah, a, a
2: funny zombie movie put together.
1: Oh, but so much language. Wow. So yeah. watch out don't oh, watch yeah. it with your kids.
2: Yeah. I but I, yeah, it, so was,
1: I, it got canceled, though. It was funny. So
2: Deadwood is what I first got introduced with uh, Timothy Olyphant mm-hmm. I love Deadwood on HBO. You want to talk about language? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, that one was, yeah. So, uh, and then Justified, also very good on uh amc i think yep. it is um yeah he's a good actor man he is he's very, very he's, um, he's very so underrated um so i i liked going back to tatooine yeah that was cool um seeing that though i don't know who the actress is but played the uh the lady that runs the spaceport
1: amy sedaris
2: oh yeah it is amy sedaris yeah, yeah. she's hilarious man yeah. she's so funny um and then uh the you know just going to hunt down this big. It's so it's interesting because it's like a western, but it's also like a monster hunter show. He's always fighting these monsters and yep. these like big creatures and and he's got to fight them and try yep. to figure out to kill them. The sand people yeah, uh, kind of hanging out with them and, and that that was interesting. Uh, But then let's let's go. So he de- you know he destroys that. I, I didn't I don't I don't know if I like that last fight with the the sand short whatever that thing was man. Sand Cray dragon. dragon. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was it was okay. I mean, you know, it was kind of like the the low point of the whole episode for me. Um it was weird that it was like coming out of the the mountain and stuff. I yeah. was like what's going on here? Um and the way they dove in there and did all that. I was like okay, that's whatever. Yeah. But at the end of it, we see Boba Fett or at least one of the clones.
0: Yes. Was that who that was? Yeah. The, oh, the, you didn't realize? No, maybe it was the the television we were watching it was too dark. But yeah, I know the that there should've... was a figure that was kind of standing off in the distance watching them. Yeah. So it was, like turns it, around. it was one of the Boba Fett clones. Or oh, the I don't know.
2: Fett? I don't, I don't know if it's actually Boba Fett Okay. or one of the Django Fett clones. Okay. I just know that he, he's got scars and he turns around and he's not wearing the armor.
0: Oh, so like maybe one of the, the clone troopers.
2: Yeah. Or it's Boba Fett.
1: Okay. I mean, it could be Boba Fett.
2: Cause Boba is a clone of Django as well.
1: Yes. That's
2: right. So it could it, be Boba Fett uh, looking at it his armor. It
1: is Boba Fett because he is in the cast listing. Okay. Well, that's
2: there you Boba go. Fett. It's well, Boba Fett. Well, there you Fett. go. Problem solved. There we go. Nice it's
0: the internet. actor.
1: It's the actor who played Jango Fett from, in, the clone, from, from the clone. From the clone. Yeah. The clones. Okay. Yeah, so it's well, Boba Fett.
0: That's really interesting.
2: That is that is really cool. I, I really was excited about that cameo because because in the if anybody doesn't know, I think expanded universe, Boba Fett lives.
0: Yeah.
2: And does a bunch of I don't know how he lives. Maybe we'll find out.
0: And, and um, that'll be an interesting part of the story. One of the things I think that the Mandalorian is doing really well um, that I don't think they've ever been able to do outside of maybe some of the um, extended universe books like the legacy books is um, create a world within Star Wars that doesn't need lightsabers.
2: Yes. Although they did introduce one at the end of the season. They did. But that's, a, but that's okay. It was, But it wasn't integral.
0: It, it, it's not. It it, it it's not it's like a relic.
2: It's like a relic, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that was just a, a, an exciting piece, but like the previous eight ep- like the the previous like runtime was was completely good, and it Devoid. didn't require you know a Jedi necessarily.
2: Yeah, right? or, or Jedi pet, like really Jedi, like Jedi heavy, um, and so because you look at uh, Solo, yes, okay a movie that also in, in, in even, um, so you have rogue one and solo. Yeah. Neither one of those really had lightsabers in it until yeah. the end of rogue one. Um, and they didn't require it. No. Right. However, uh, solo's crappy. Yes. And, and, uh, rogue, rogue one is amazing. Yes. Um, I don't think you need lightsabers for films or for any of these movies no. because there's so many other cool things going on. That's where the Mandalorian succeeds though, is not introducing all that in there. Right. Because it can be, um, away from, that saga, yeah. But then bind things together. Like the only reason they brought the dark saber was really to bind it to the Clone Wars show,
0: yeah.
2: Because right? that was part of the Clone Wars, and so that's how they're going to potentially bring in Ahsoka. Um. So I, I like Boba that. Fett. Like, huh? And apparently, that? Boba and apparently, Boba Fett. Well, I like how they dance in and out of the so- <laughs> like the stuff we know. Yes. Right. They give us glimpses, little things, and that that's really cool. As opposed to leaning so heavily on it, you well, know.
0: And even when he's talking to um. At the the end of episode eight, when he's talking to um the, the the woman that um the leader of that group of Mandalorians, I can't remember the Armorer, the Armorer, and he's telling her about Mandalore the Great fighting against the Jedi, and in Star Wars you think like the Jedi are like the news about the Jedi are everywhere, right? And you come to find out like even at this point, which this this still takes place somewhere in between. Um, episode 6 and episode 7 um i think that yes. even man um uh, i can't remember the character's name that they gave him but mando doesn't even know about jedi at this point like yeah. in, in this part of the universe and at this era it's not like in the prequel era where they're like what's a jedi it's like e- even outside of that outside of the main saga like people don't really know who these creature space wizards are
2: Yeah. And that's, that's also what I liked about episode seven is they were talking real, like, like it was a it was a fiction kind of thing you know and i think that's but even even what you're talking about is not even that they've heard of it they just never don't know what the heck they're talking about like what because it's not we see all we think about when we think of star wars is jedi because that's all we've seen for you know all these episodes yeah but there's a whole world you know universes out there of people that have no idea what the heck is going on not involved in it and actually far more interesting and they've done a good that's what they do a good job of doing making making it interesting without the jedi
0: yeah yeah. So I think John Favreau is doing a really good job of carrying the story out. I liked episode one of season two more than I liked episode one of season one, um, which doesn't say much because it, my problem is always like how the universe is always built around these mm-hmm. shows. Um, so obviously, you know, episode one of season two doesn't have to do that. Right. Like it's it's good. The one critique. And it's also one of the things that I like about the show. Um, so it's it's a weird balance for me is you have no idea how much time takes place in between episodes.
2: That's true. You, you don't, you don't you have, have an n- idea. Like, I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know how long it's been since he's been there. I, I, you know, even between the individual episodes, they're just doing other things and there's like, who knows what's going on. Well, I kind of like that though.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. It's just a little disorienting because in like, I think episodes one, two and three of the first season, like they kind of take place right after each other. And then you get to the part, the part where she, he leaves um, Gina Carano's character on that, kind of like um, fishing farm but mm-hmm. then weeks have passed since he came back and it's like the following yeah. episode or like two episodes later and it's yeah, like weeks like, or months that have passed
2: I like that and it also gives them a little, an opportunity to do other like to introduce things and not have to explain them yeah which is good yeah sometimes I'm
0: enjoying right? it so far I mean we're only one yeah. episode into this I season. mean
2: I, I, it's already good man it's already got me hyped honestly I'm, I'm so excited. They did a really good job last season. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about what I'm really excited about guys is what they're going to do from this success.
0: Yeah. Holly was right? a little upset that Ashoka didn't didn't show up in the
2: very beginning of this episode. Yeah, I, I think I don't think it'll be in the middle. I think it'll be middle of the season. Yeah, honestly, but we'll see. Maybe I, I, because maybe I they to...
1: accidentally spoiled it, they're going to be like, you know what? We're going to pull her and then we'll maybe season three, you'll
2: get Season her. three. Yeah. Oh, that would be messed up, man.
0: So what, is, Jose, sorry, I cut you off for a second there. No, you're good. Um, But like you said, I cut everybody
2: off.
0: <laughs> like you said, um, how this kind of gets you excited about what they could do outside of like the main saga. I think this helps alleviate some of that pressure as long as they get the right people to do it and they probably should get John Favreau uh, throw his name into that list but you know the next saga that they've been talking about ever since the skywalker saga ended was that it would possibly take place in a different part of the universe that doesn't even know who the skywalkers are and i think if great. they do it right like this this shows that it can be done
2: yeah i think i think that would be great i think that would something that has nothing to do with any of this other stuff maybe not even jedi but won't that
1: change when ahsoka comes on i mean that would no, he's talking about the next next. No, next episode. I'm just
0: saying, like th- this this storyline so far of The Mandalorian, isn't heavily relying on who the Skywalkers are, right? And and like who Darth Vader is or any of that, like it, it like the Emperor or anything like like. I know we're starting to get other characters kind of bleed in with Boba Fett being added and there's in a, Ashoka being added, but it doesn't necessarily rely on the Skywalker saga happening, yeah, necessarily. I think so, it may
2: be some Outer Rim kind of stuff, man. Yeah. Honestly, I, I just think... It, it Just tell the story of this cool place where people have spaceships, people use blasters, yeah. they're smuggling and weird stuff, and they've got all these aliens. you can, you got so many races you can work with. And it's at just some such
1: point, cool. you're going to get Yoda. Maybe. Or some,
0: some, other, some, some other Yoda character.
2: Well, I, I mean, that's the end course of this, right? Is to find all the race of Yodas. No,
0: it's to reunite him with the Jedi.
1: No, it's to take him to his people.
2: No, uh, uh, take him to his people. That's not how I
0: understand. Which are?
1: I mean, they ha- they use the force. So. The his people are the
0: His people. are. See that that that's where I disagree. I feel, I feel like the Armorer was telling was telling him you need to reunite him with another Jedi because Mando can't train him. Mando can't nurture him like a Jedi needs to be nurtured. I've never. I've never. I've never taken that statement as like you need to reunite him with another yoda creature which i don't even know what they're called um they don't have have a name i feel like that's where ashoka is going to come in what are you no we lost you again what do you what do you (laughs) who do you think you are (laughs) oh there we go chronicles after him the empire is after him yoda's people
2: are after him everyone's after you today Remember when we had two perfect episodes where I didn't drop it all and now I'd drop like every 30 <laughs> seconds? Um, anyway, what do y'all think? Yeah, um, It's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Let us know who you think the armor is talking about reuniting Baby Yoda with.
0: Uh, tweet us at IDTDS show. Uh,
2: you can hit us up at facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Sorry, not Baby Yoda, the child.
0: Yes. Uh, it's you Baby can, Yoda. You can find us on Instagram at it's going to get stupid.
2: And go to youtube dot com uh, and search "It's Going to Get Stupid" podcast for old episodes.
0: And leave us a voicemail at two eight one six nine eight seven zero four three. He can kill
1: awesome. two birds with one stone by finding Yoda because it would be Jedi and his people.
0: Yoda's already dead. Yoda's dead at this point. I'm talking yeah, about. Yoda's I'm dead. talking
1: about Ghost Yoda. <laughs> Force ghost. But ghost Yoda is everywhere. Force ghost. He needs what to find if, Force if, ghost what if, Yoda. What if
2: Ghost Yoda appears to him? That would be cool, and but I'd be all—I'd be—I'd be, I'd be all right Well, with that. okay, I—I—I I, I, I tried to end, but here's the thing: uh, the child is gonna die. No. Yes.
1: Shut 100%. your mouth. Nope. Mm-mm.
2: Yep. No. I, I just—I'm calling it right now, guys. No. 20, 2020, November twenty twenty. Too cute to November die. First. Gonna he, die.
1: He's too cute to die.
2: He is talking or, a lot more in this season.
0: Like he's making a lot and of he's, lot and he's more walking noises. around noises. Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
2: how long do you think he says cheeky nuggy? Anyway, uh, <laughs> chucky, chucky milk. milk. <laughs> chucky milk. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much, um, man. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, 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 ugh, fan, cool. If not, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened in your childhood, Rick. Um, but uh, a lot of things. Check out, check out some of his movies. Uh, Red State. Um, definitely, if you have not seen The Mandalorian please watch the Mandalorian. It is so good. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a star Wars fan, you'll like it. And if you are a star Wars fan, you'll also like it. Trust yeah, me. Um, until next time, um, please try not to uh, pick sides in the, the political war that's coming up. Cause we're going to have like some kind of civil war. Right. So don't pick, <laughs> just stay out, just stay out and listen to our podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Let this
0: episode get you through the hard times. Yeah. Let it get you through the hard times. <laughs> anyway,
2: until next week, Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.